Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 16, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Marlo Browse, the owner and founder of Bar Body Studio, and she shared her powerful story and advice for overcoming the negative talk, self-doubt, and insecurities that we all face day to day. It has always been her mission to help people live their best lives, whether that was when she was a probation officer or now when she's teaching fitness classes. She wants everyone, no matter what body type they have, to feel good about themselves. The community she has built within her studios is impressive, and her advice for growth and success is very powerful. We also found out that both of our favorite numbers is the number 16, which is this episode number, and that we were both born on the 16th. I was born in December, she was born in January on the 16th. Super crazy, we had no idea, so super funny that this is episode 16 with her. It was just meant to be. I absolutely love Marlo, and it was great sitting down with her. I love Barbody and her story, and so I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. Welcome to the show, Marlo Rouse. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Marlo from, from Bar Body Studio. Thanks so much for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to go through this. I've heard bits and pieces of your story, so I'm excited to hear the full, the full thing. So do you want to start off and tell us who you are and what you do? So Marlo Browse, uh, born and raised Calgarian. I'm a mother of three children. They are all under the age of 10. Uh, yeah, it's busy. It's busy. Anyway, I own Bar Body Studio. We have two locations here in Calgary. And I started the business uh, in 2012 as like a side hustle um, passion, you know, like just teaching fitness classes. And I started with a community center and then opened our first location in January of 2013. So we're celebrating six years in January. That's awesome. Yeah, and and very proud, and and um, it's been a wonderful journey. I love teaching fitness. I love 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 sharing that passion with others and um, guiding them through you know living their best lives. No, that's awesome. And so let's start a little bit before that because mm-hmm. you had a very different career before this. So Jonah, tell us what you did before you teach you taught fitness classes. Yes. I, uh, for 10 years, worked for the government of Alberta as a probation officer. For the first five years of my career, I had a caseload of domestic violence and no fixed address. Um, people that were living in drop-in center and those sort of things. And it was challenging, it was very challenging, especially being a young female, trying to assist um, and guide mostly men how to have respectful relationships. Um, so that was challenging and and also you know in domestic violence takes on all stages of that which includes like elder abuse and child abuse and siblings so it's not just um, relationship right a marital relationship that 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 I'm seeing people in so that was very that was I mean it's really important work it was really tough at a young age I was like 23 when I started there so still learning my way through life right and now I'm guiding other people through life. I then went on uh, the last five years of my career with the government. I was assistant chief probation officer, and in that in that role, um, I managed two offices in the downtown core and had you know amazing staff working in both of those offices. One at the courthouse and one just down the street from there. And in my portfolio and in that role, I got to work on some really amazing projects like the ten year plan to end homelessness. Um, I was a liaison with. Um, a bunch of different counseling agencies and 
Institute's sort of referral sources that we worked with, and how do we improve our services? How do we bridge the gap between uh, probation officers, and that's something that can be very, you know, black and white, and um, not dictatorship's not the right word, but it's black and white. I mean, it's the law. You have to follow these rules. Uh, how do we bridge the gap and and assist people so that they're not falling through the cracks, so they get the proper support that they need, and we can help them live fulfilling lives and step away from a life of crime or whatever it is, right? So that was a very, very challenging but so rewarding. It's such an important work. My passion, and I think I've known this from a very young age, my passion is helping people make positive changes in their life. I did that as a probation officer. And I think that, that I chose that career based on you know my upbringing, where I, where I came from. I come from a wonderful, loving, caring family, but I grew up in a really rough neighborhood, a really rough neighborhood. And there was a lot of like latchkey kids. There was a lot of you know crime and alcoholism and drug abuse, um, not in my home, but in friends' homes that I visited and around the community where I grew up. And so going into that form of work, I think was an extension of where I came from and me just wanting to help people and show them that there's another way. Like I came from a really strong loving family and there's another way for you too if you allow yourself to see it. So then transitioned into fitness and I do the exact same thing in fitness. You know, I empower people to live their best lives through fitness. And so it seems like a huge disconnect from one world to the next but for me it's, it's just really not, it's just a lot more positive and fun. Right. <laughs> and were you teaching fitness classes? Like, did it overlap, or was it like end one? No, one? I did. It did overlap. I did. Uh, I taught fitness classes for a few years before I okay. before. And I've always been really passionate about fitness. I started running at the age of five. Like, oh my in, gosh. I know. You're like, yeah, you can see that. <laughs> um, uh, like grade five in like kindergarten. You know, they, right. at school we would do little cross country meets or whatever. Um, so, and you actually liked it. The rest of us were like, oh, God. Like, and you're like, yeah, this is the best. <laughs> I actually liked it, and I still have all my ribbons oh my from it, yeah. from, like, running these races. And I can, I can remember them, like, such fond, positive memories right. for me. So fitness has been a big part of my life for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I turned it into, uh, you know, a hobby of teaching a few years before I decided to leave that job and open the studios. Right. That's awesome. And... What is bar? For people, if you've never been to bar or you don't understand what's happening, can you explain what class, what the class is like? Absolutely. It's such a great question. I love that one. I mean, bar is, I mean, it's been around for so many years, but it's still, a lot of people don't know what it is. And one of the reasons, it can seem like it's very intimidating and unapproachable. The bar body studio method of classes is fitness-based approach. I don't have a dance background at all. So I, my approach to bar is that we use bar, um, the ballet bar on the wall as a prop in class. And we do fitness based around that. Um, we use a ton of other equipment in class like Pilates balls, like hand weights. We, do, we have the mats in class to do core work and glute work. Uh, we use TheraBand exercises. So it's a combination, if I was to sum it up, it's a combination, it's a full body workout, a combination of fitness, strength training, cardiovascular, um, small movements, isometric work, uh, in a group setting with really fun music, enthusiastic teachers, uh, welcoming environment. Right. And it's awesome. I can vouch for classes. Yeah. It's so fun. And where did you, did you take a class before somewhere else and brought it to Calgary or how did you even get into it? Sure. This is a great question. So my girlfriend lives in Boston and she knew that I was teaching fitness classes and passionate about 
you know, maybe one day opening a studio. And she said to me, we were on vacation together. She said to me, have you heard of Barb? Like, it's really big in Boston. And there's just, there's studios everywhere. I'm like, no, tell me more, tell me more. So I started researching it. And there, at that time in 2012, there was a couple of studios in Vancouver. And so I went and tried a few, few of the classes there and lo- absolutely loved it. So just ordering DVDs and learning as much as I could about this new method of fitness um, and, and kind of training how do, I, how do I teach this? How do I take the skills that I know from teaching yoga and teaching boot camp classes and ripped classes and all of that, what I love, and turn it into to a, a certain a different method? Because there's different methods, I should mention that, of bar. Some, some classes are more ballet-based. Some classes are more yoga. Some are more Pilates-based. So we take a very much fitness approach for the reason that it can be approachable to everybody, dad's background or not. Right. And so do you want to just touch upon the people that are too intimidated to come? Because I, I meet lots of people who are like, well, I want to try, but like, I just don't think I'm going to know what I'm doing. So what do you tell those people? Yeah, that it's a very welcoming environment. Number one, uh, that you're, I guarantee you'll have fun. I guarantee you'll have fun. Try something new and have fun. It is so approachable, and I hear that comment that I, I just don't think it's, I just don't know if it's right for me. I'm intimidated, and I'm not sure if I can do it. You can. It is so approachable for everybody. We have people that come to the studio with, you know, rehabbing old injuries, before baby, after baby, uh, all walks of life, all, all fitness types, all demographics, all backgrounds. Um, so if you're willing to just step foot in the door, I guarantee you that you will leave with a smile on your face. Right. That's awesome. And then you won't die. Like it's No. You'll make it through. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a few laughs yeah. along the way. And, and there's always, I mean, you've been, there's always somebody else, like three to five other women, typically women, there's mostly women, um, doing something else, modified version of whatever we're doing, but it's right for their body. Right. And we really, really encourage that. No, that's awesome. So I heard you talk at the Ace Classes Babes Who Brunch um, a while ago, I think. Uh, not a year. I don't even know how long ago it was. It was spring. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you talked a lot about finding your self-confidence and not mm-hmm. being so hard on yourself. Do you want to touch on that? I'd love to. That's such a great topic. I'm, I've always been a very outgoing person. And, you know, along the way, starting a business, I think anyone that's ventured out and to try something new, whether that's starting a business or not, it's scary. It's really scary. And you question yourself constantly. And you can find so much evidence to continue to question yourself if you look for it. So I found myself, you know, right before opening the studio with this mountain of perceived evidence, real or not, about why I shouldn't do this. Why I wasn't good enough, why I wasn't worthy, why, you know, I was an imposter, all these things. but I continued to push forward because I wasn't about to back away from a challenge. And I had a wonderful support group around me. This is like, Marlo, you're, you have all of everything in place. It's, you know, just give it a try, those sort of things. So I think working through that um, by not giving up, number one, by using the people around me to kind of lean on when I needed their support and guidance, by seeking out a mentor, uh, by being proactive. Really? I mean, at some points during all of that self-doubt and questioning, did I want to just like hide under my covers? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't want to face this today because I'm not sure that I can handle it. 
because I'm not sure that I can step through the door with a smile on my face without feeling too nervous or uncertain. Um, continuing to push myself forward, it, it's not easy. It's not easy, and there's a lot of self-talk, both negative and positive, that has to like really be recognized in order to continue to step forward um, through any obstacle, and like whether it's opening a business or not, right. taking on any new challenge. So, yeah, I guess if I had to sum it up, good, good people around me, choosing to have a mentor, choosing to speak about my challenges, um, and not hide them even when I wanted to. Right. And can you kind of give an example of, like, negative self-talk you have and then your, like, your reaction to it or, like, your positive self-talk back? Sure. Uh, so I think one that is common for a lot of us is that I'm not good enough or I'm not enough or I don't. I don't have enough to offer, you know, those sort of statements. And we can really get messed up in our head about that if we wanted to, right? Because I could take the somebody cutting me off in traffic as a signal that I'm not good enough. I could take, you know, the the cashier at the grocery store turning her back on me to help somebody else when I'm standing right in front of her as a sign that I'm not good enough. So I could find evidence to support that. And, and when I have gotten into those ruts, it's usually, number one, because I'm hungry or tired. <laughs> Can anybody relate to that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy when I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really checking into the environment, like what is causing me to feel this way uh, and having the awareness to do that, right? Am I hungry? Am I tired? Um, has it been a long day? And then choosing to pause to find all the evidence why that is not true. And that took a while of practice. And it didn't come overnight. So working at it continually, and I still work at it, because there's days when it's harder than others. Yeah, but I think that we, just bringing some level of awareness to it is the main key piece. Right. And then you can find evidence to support either side, and if you're really hungry, you're gonna find a lot <laughs> of evidence to support the shitty side. And if you're, you know, when you find the willpower and the strength, you will find a tremendous amount to support the positive. No, that's awesome. And what advice would you give women, besides what you've already said, who are struggling with self-doubt, especially related to body image insecurities? I'm sure running a fitness studio, you end up with a lot of that. What, what advice would I give to those women, or do I, it's, you are so incredibly strong and amazing and worthy and so in the right place. I used to think that strong was a body type. And I talk about that in my classes. Strength on the outside appears to look like something. Being able to walk through those doors, whether you're feeling self-doubt or fear or anything, uncertainty, is strength. You know, showing up for yourself to do something, to commit to something for yourself, that's strength. I, there's, for me, body type is nothing. That doesn't even come into a factor. Especially when I'm like, teaching and leading. I love fitness so much and the ability to share that with everybody and everybody is an incredible, incredible gift to me that I love to share with others. No, that's awesome. And I think, like you said, when you're in a group, there's always people that are modifying or struggling. And there's always, because I've done it in fitness classes, you see the, the girl at the front or someone who's super fit and super like into it, but they could be struggling as well. And so you have to like 
remind yourself that that like even if you're struggling there even if they look like their body type is very fit or very strong on the outside that you have to like remind yourself that that we're all the same that we're all the same that we're all the same that body type means nothing mm-hmm. even though I mean we all struggle with different things we all struggle with perceived different threats right whatever that is whatever that is so just believing that you're not alone I think is a good piece of that yeah that's so powerful and if you go to the classes, everyone should come to your class specifically because it's all feels when you go to your classes. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the business side. Um, so how did you, you did talk about it, but how did you gain the courage to start a business? So you're teaching in community classes, you're like, I'm going to start this. So how did you like build yourself up to that to make the step? For me, the turning point, the pivot was definitely, you know, I worked in the criminal justice system and it was a, it was a very rewarding career, but also very heavy and negative. I found that I had to continually put on a shield to go to work. I worked with amazing other coworkers. They're very strong, 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 strong people to be able to work in that environment. I had difficulty then taking that shield off to be soft and caring and motherly and feel something at the end of the day because I had to wear this, this shield in order to get through the work that I was doing from a nine to five. When I started having children, my daughter, my second daughter, I was on maternity leave with her, and that's when I started teaching at the at the Puny Center. So for me, the pain pushed and the vision pulled to a point where I couldn't see myself going back to wearing that shield every day and wanting to be the mother that I wanted to be for my children. So that was sort of them gave me the courage. I want to create this life for us. I want to be this type of this type of mother for you. So that gave me the courage to step forward and 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 resign from my position and and move forward with opening the studios. Yeah. Right. And did you find it hard to transition? Did you like miss going to work a little bit or like being in a structured environment and then having to just be on your own? I not at first. At fr- I didn't recognize what I missed about it. Uh, being a business owner can be very lonely and scary and all of those things uh so i joined a business group a few years into owning the business and it wasn't until i sat down at that that boardroom table like oh this is what i'm missing (laughs) i miss this sort of feel where i can where we can really bounce ideas off each other and share feedback and share suggestions share experience knowledge all of that and a supportive you know group collaborative manner I have wonderful, wonderful team at the studio. My sister manages the studio. She has been part of it since day one, and she's incredible. Um, and my husband has been a big part of it. But that boardroom setting is completely different from number one, your family, right. or or um, the other people that were you know have been around the studio from the beginning. Yeah, it was nice. So I didn't realize it at the beginning, but then I did. I'm like, and I found that space again because it's it's really important to have that. Right. No, you definitely need... When it's good to just... You become equals then with other people. And you're like, we all are doing the same thing. We're all struggling. So let's let's help each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it makes like, you feel better. <laughs> and we like to help each other. Right. Right? Yeah. If asked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I feel like Calgary's really good at that too. That Calgary is very supportive uh, with small businesses. Calgary is an amazing, amazing city. I mean, born and raised. Were you born and raised here? I was. Yeah. Yes. Amazing city. Yes. And the entrepreneurial spirit in Calgary is so high. Uh, so proud we're so we're proud and um, so approachable collaborative and and supportive 
totally. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, and what are some of the biggest failures you had during this process that turned out to be turned out to be a good thing that you're thankful for? I don't. I okay. So I've tried different things in the studio. Um, failures along the way. That's such a good question because there's been so many like little blips where at the time I felt like there were such big insurmountable mountains. I mean, I remember calling my sister a few times and being like. I'm going to just put a close sign up on the door. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think the biggest one comes down to thinking that I would have more time with my children opening a business and then realizing I actually had less time because I was spending so much time at the business. So whether that's like a failure or not, I think it was a perception. And how did I overcome that? why I spent a great deal of time in the beginning training and training and training. So that less time, over time, I had more instructors and staff to help me so I could get that time back with my family. And it's taken five years to get back there to where I wanted to be day one. Appreciating the process throughout it all, I think I had, again, perceptions about where and how I wanted to be operating, like trying to do the bookkeeping and the payroll on my own. <laughs> you don't need to do. You don't need to do that on your own. You can. You, other people are, are experts in that. And right. help you with yeah, it. It'll take them ten minutes. It takes you ten hours. Like, think about it. Or ten weeks. I don't yeah. know. So I think my perception on how I wanted things to be, um, stepping away from that in any given situation, whether it was you know a huge failure or or just a, a little blip, mm -hmm. um, is is our mind. You know, our mindset. Yeah, and over the past five years since opening this studio in 2013, uh, what are the biggest lessons you've learned from the business side and about yourself growing the businesses? From the business side, I think I think the, it was very powerful for me to learn that I didn't need to do it all. As women, I think that we put a ton of pressure on ourselves to know everything, to do everything, to be available to everybody, to give time, to give attention, to give energy, to be kind, to be caring, to be knowledgeable, to be, you know, available 24-7. It's just not possible. Right. And no. don't be hungry. Don't be tired. <laughs> Feed yourself. Give yourself sleep. It's important things. Yeah. But I, but I, I put my, put that on myself. And I think that other people can relate to that too, that we put a ton of pressure on ourselves that's not necessary. That other people want to help to do the bookkeeping, to do the payroll. This is not a chore for them. This is not, this is what they do. This is what they like to do. So finding the right people um, to assist me along the way took a little bit of time. Uh, allowing myself to give up you know, the reins of things took me a little bit of time, so there was a big learning. And other people look at the situation or, or open a business or whatever, and they're like, no, 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 I don't, I don't do any of that. I just hire, I, people just do this or this or this. And I'm like, how do, you, how do you do that? Because for me, it's like a child, right? Like, this is, this is something, and it's just different for everybody. And I'm sure their businesses are like children to them too, but they just don't perceive the need to meddle in everything like I did. So that was a huge learning for me. Right. A huge learning. Personally and business, both. Right. Both. Yeah. I gr I've grown, I mean, so much over the past five years. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And 
what advice would you give people who want to start their own business? So after everything you've learned, someone's like, I have a side hustle or I have a passion, what's your advice for them who want to start? My advice for them is to know your why. If you do not know your why, find that out first. Why are you, why do you want to get into that tech company? Why do you want, why are you interested in launching that new service? Why is, like, what is the why? Because if you're really passionate about that, you can withstand anything that comes your way. Because it will. I mean, owning a business, and like any career, challenges come and go that you can't, you can't foresee. So if you really understand your why, you know, helping people live their best lives, and you are passionate about that, not just because you think it's the newest fad, or you think it's cool, or you want to leave your job, or you hate it, whatever, you want to move cities, whatever it is, not because you think it's cool. It, you're very passionate about it. That will carry you through, through any storm through any failure, through any upset, to the other side. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Go for Great it. Great advice. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. <laughs> and you mentioned you have three children. So how do you balance, you said it took a while, but how do you balance now the family and business? Yes, I have a set schedule. I think routine is very important. Very important. So sticking to a routine, I think it makes us all, I mean, when I say all, our, my family, my children, it, it makes us all happier and we feel comfortable knowing what's coming and you know what each day brings. So having a schedule, I had nannies for four years and now the girls, my older children are in school and my younger boy goes to Montessori and that has worked out really well for us. So having both in care, in home care and now they have care outside of the home is really, really important. I was, you know, it was one of the things that I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to not be there to feed them, change them, put a band-aid on them whenever they needed it. So learning to kind of let that go a little bit and knowing that I could still be a really great mother during the hours that we spent together. So the hours that we spent together is that I'm, I'm present with them, which was difficult. Like no phone, no laptop, outdoors, playing at the park, taking them to their activities, being with them during their activities, not just, not just leaving those sort of things. So routine, routine, routine. And it took a while to get there because the business was really demanding at the beginning. Like there was no routine. I didn't know some of the times when I would need to be at the studio versus not. Uh, my children are amazing. Children are resilient. They're understanding. They love, love, love that their mom has a business. And that. And my daughter said to me the other day, it makes you so happy, mom. Oh. And it was just like melt, melt, melt my heart. So... I think it's really important that our children also see us work and have, be passionate about something and and have to miss something sometimes. I think that's okay. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great answer. So we just, before we started this, I found out that you added your Rise Up classes to the schedule. Do you want to talk a little about what Rise Up is and the events that led up to it and what people experience when they go to it? Because it's very exciting. I'm super excited that now it's a regular thing. <laughs> yes, so uh, yes, very, very proud again of the Rise Up series. So it started as um, a, a series offering. We did two classes outside of the studio and we just had the last one here a couple of weeks ago in studio, and it was a themed series of taking us deeper into the practice of our work. So what does that mean? So we, it's a map-based class, and we look at putting uh, emotion into motion. So the first, for, in a nutshell, we, we examined our I am statements, 
and then the second like I am a mother I am a business owner I am strong I am weak I'm disappointed I'm happy I'm sad all of those things second class we looked at the voice and how we speak to ourselves how we speak to our body what's the inner dialogue what are the stories that we tell ourselves on a regular basis and in our third class uh, this last one we um, really looked at the triggers, so things that set us off, things that make us feel uncomfortable or irritated or angry, which are not bad feelings to have, they're just feelings, and how do we, how do we approach them and, and um, digest them and sit with them and, and let them go when they're ready to go. So if I was to describe what it is, it's, um, it's a beautiful combination of movement and processing the inner struggles that we face on a daily basis in a very private but group setting empowering form and everybody should experience it <laughs> it's really hard to explain yes yeah you do need to be there to feel it because again that sounds intimidating right right yeah there's a lot of people that don't want to feel or and there's no judgment in or they want to sweat to get rid of all the stressors in their life for an hour, which is great too. It's very it, great. So putting a magnifying glass to some of the stressors in your life for an hour is tough. If you're willing to put yourself into an experience and give it a try, I, I strongly encourage you to step into a class. I have no doubt, again, still that you'll leave with a smile on your face, because you take it for what it is, and you go as deep into the work as you want to go, personally, privately, or not. Or just use it as an hour to sweat, because it is a great workout. Is you do burpees for like 10 minutes at some point, so. <laughs> no, we don't, that doesn't help. <laughs> it is a good workout, though. <laughs> It's a good workout yeah. in a group setting. Yes. And the energy, I must say, is contagious, right? It is an inspiring um, and available to anyone who is willing to do the work, to open themselves up to new opportunity, to new possibility, to a new way of seeing and experiencing life. If you're willing to step into that, I guarantee you will get something out of the class. Right. Well, sometimes you don't even realize you're closed until you've stepped into somewhere where they're like open up and you're like oh that's what's there and you have walled it off for so long that you need something to like trigger it to to get going that is an absolutely <laughs> excellent ex explanation thank you Rachel <laughs> I've been to them I experienced it and that's what the experience is so that's awesome um what else is next for, for our body we continue to challenge ourselves every single year. So this is like right, taking the Rise Up event and putting it into a class and, and taking the feedback and all of that um, into motion is, is sort of our next big piece for Bar Body. We've added in um, a couple of new classes this year, so it's been great. So continuing to you know, expand our offering, grow our community, and, and who knows what that could look like. We've, we've, we've looked at expanding to other locations and and if the opportunity is right, we'll take it. But I am so proud of where we're at at this stage, both for my balance of being a mother and a business owner, um, 
and, and feeling really connected to the community that we have built in these four walls makes me makes me really proud. That's awesome. It's so exciting for everything you've done. And you made it for six years. And so I feel like anytime your business gets past the first year, I feel like oh, yeah. that's a triumph in itself. Yeah. Six years. It's, it's big. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. So where we're at right now is just continuing to love and offer what we do. That's amazing. Uh, second last question. What tool or book or podcast or resource would you recommend for people to consume? I love listening to podcasts. I love Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. I love Oprah. My girlfriends <laughs> are like, oh yeah, tell us more. <laughs> um, but, but honestly, I, um, I love the spiritual side of the work that she offers. And uh, for me, that has been a big piece of my journey and, and finding out who I am in this big world. So those are, I, I'm a huge reader. My mother was, worked at the library for like 27 years before she retired. A few years ago, she still, she still goes back and, and works there from time to time. So reading has been a big part of my life. I, I, I read a ton of books. And I've been reading more and more so self-discovery books, which have been very helpful for me, both in, in the way that I teach, but also understanding who I am and what I, what I have to offer. Do you have a favorite, or what are you currently reading? What am I? I was I just read Girl Wash Your Face. Oh yeah, same. I just finished that one. This is a great, great read. Yes. Um. That one, and I, you know, I read The Untethered Soul over and over and over again. And my copy of the book is very weathered, <laughs> but every time that I read it, have you read it? No, not yet. By Michael Singer. He. It's so powerful. It is an absolutely amazing read. And every time that I reread it, or just pick it up and reread one chapter, it, it reads completely different to me. That one is definitely high on my list. It sits beside my bedside. It yeah. doesn't leave the, it doesn't go to the bookshelf. Right. It stays there. I'll go to chapters after this. Yes. Yes. Or the library. Yes. Or the library. Yes. Or the library. <laughs> uh, and where can people find you online? Where can people find the studio? Barbodystudio.com. Marlo Browse on Instagram. And that's that's where I'll be. That's where you'll find me. Come for a class. Yes. Rise up. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and stories. Um, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you.